Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final Saturday of spring. Summer begins early next week, and it already feels like summer in these parts. Uh, Tech Talk is underway. Doug Swinhart is in. If you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call or text the program. Here's our number again, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Doug, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, big news from Microsoft. What's going on? Oh, they've been busy stirring the pot for the last week and a half. The first they announced that um, that uh, individual users of Defender will now have to download an app, and it's no longer free. And people went wild. And characteristically of Microsoft, when people started contacting me, they said, no, that's not really what it meant. If you've got a, a 365 subscription, you should be good. But then later on, they changed their mind, and they said, no, this is just for people who use Windows Defender that don't have Microsoft Windows. So apparently it's going to continue to be free for if you are running Windows. I don't know anybody else that would run Windows Defender, but at any rate, that got their news just popping. And then they claim that they are retiring 100% Internet Explorer is now finally dead. And I'm waiting to see if you can no longer find it in Windows 10 and 11. It should be interesting. I, I don't know why they do that, but they had the whole world in an uproar for about 48 hours. Yeah, and Edge is the current browser. For instance, mm-hmm. my computer at work, ironically, one site that I go to to order from a particular courier won't work in Google Chrome for whatever reason, so it works fine in Edge. So I, I keep that courier when I need to order a courier up an edge and it works just fine it's a fine browser it is not my browser of choice but for this purpose it works great uh, that vendor will that I, i'm wondering if that would actually run with firefox or a different browser as well yeah it it, it probably does but because edge is on board on my laptop and i've got a couple other i i, I just open it in that and it, it's readily available and then i do all my other stuff in chrome Absolutely. You know, on this uh, websites like this, when they're programmed, you know, as as many standards that have been put into place over the past three decades, there's still some, some variables. So whatever that vendor that you're working with, whatever they recommend for a browser, I would highly suggest that's what you use. So that's a very interesting part of what we deal with on the Internet. And by the way, it's Doug, it's Tech Talk, 
651-461-9226 on this summer Saturday. 651-461-9226. Now, we, we brought up Windows Defender. We've talked about it before. Um, it, it generally, in a new release, it, it's done a good job. But it's not what you prefer, that, that there are better ways to protect your Windows machine. Oh, I think so, too. You know, and um, many of the advertisers and many of the, the online authors that, that do stories on this, they have their own little favorites, and, and they'll talk about Avast and Bitdefender and AVG. And I'm still real impartial to Malwarebytes for a external, um, Avira, if you buy the Avira. Uh, the free ones are getting less and less common because it's a it's an issue and you really should have one. Uh, but I I'm real impartial to malware bites. I just like these folks. I like the way they do business and and they have very little problems as long as they are stay on top of it and people aren't doing goofy things. But if you're a good user and you pay attention to what comes in your email and don't just willy nilly open everything, you should be just fine. All right. Um... Let's go to the text line. We've already got uh, some folks uh, weighing in there. 651-461-9226. This this is interesting, and I've always wondered about this. Uh, We all know about uh, smartphone-to-smartphone texting. Very commonplace. Uh, Some people will only communicate via text. Uh, or, or are easiest to get a hold of via text. But can you send someone a text, for instance, from a laptop? Is there some sort of service you can get where you can send someone a text from your computer? I'm not aware of it, but maybe you are, Doug. This used to be available in, in Gmail, and I think it's still there. They kind of have lost it for a while, then it came back. I think it's going to be back in again. I'll have to do some research and figure out how to do that, but I'm sure that you can. It, it's just a. I'll do some research and have a lot more next time we're on air for you. Yeah, and we'll we'll look into that as well. And I think sometimes it would be handy because, uh, for instance, you're at work, you're on your laptop or whatever. You know, you can grab your phone and send a text. But it sure would be handy uh, to be able to send people on a mobile device a text from your laptop. So that is an interesting question. And who knows? Maybe someone will uh, send us. Uh, a text on the program today and uh, tell us how it's done. But I, I'm not familiar with it. Um, let's see here. Uh, I ha- or Have you heard of a forever battery being developed for EV cars? But I would think beyond that, not, not only electric vehicles, but any device that uses a battery. I, I have not heard of this. I, I read a lot. I read a lot about this stuff. I have not heard about that. These blue diamond batteries that they're coming out with, and every country at this point, if you're watching YouTube, and this is just in the last couple of days, they're all claiming that they've got these almost forever batteries. And I think they're going to be expensive, but they're going to be a game changer. And China just announced that they've got now they're really, really tiny. They're, they scare me a little bit because, you know, from time to time with a, a laptop or a notebook, we got to take the battery out and completely drain these things. Well, if they start soldering them on the motherboards, we're not going to be able to do that. It's, um, it, we're going to gain some places, but I'm, 
I just want to make sure, I hope that they continue to keep batteries so they are replaceable and we can get to them and disconnect them if necessary. Well, and Doug, the thing about battery technology, when you read about uh, wind power or solar power and all of these sorts of things, the one advantage is is that fossil fuels, whether it's it's coal or oil or natural gas or whatever, it's almost instant power when you need it. That the energy is stored and you can fire it up and go. For instance, if you have a generator sitting in the garage, you put some gas in it, you fire it up, you've got power. Wind and solar aren't that way, but, but as you pointed out, using the term game changer, if they are able to uh, build batteries that are able to store this power when it is like on a sunny, windy day like today. Think of all the power you could generate with, with windmills and solar panels and then overnight or on a rainy day uh, and, it, and it's not very windy, you, you can use that power. So the ability to generate power from renewable resources is one thing, but being able to store that power and use it when you need it is another, and that's where batteries come in. And getting that range for an electric vehicle, where you're able to, say, for instance, drive three or 400 miles without worry and then quickly recharge like you would fueling an automobile right now and putting gasoline or diesel in it. We recently made a trip to visit the in-laws in Sioux Falls, and I was thinking about that. Well, if we had an electric car, this would be the outer limit of range, almost door-to-door, 300 miles, not quite, but then driving around in town. But when you get there, well, do you have to charge it overnight? Does it take hours? That's the thing that needs to change with battery technology. Well, is, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is with, with the storage thing and just solar, I've been watching that pretty close. The cost of solar has reduced over 70% in the last five years. Now they're talking about paybacks in a five-year range, and the equipment is actually getting much, much better. Now, if you add storage to this, this is going to be huge. And when we stop and consider the price of gas, I think electric cars are going to just absolutely take off. And Germany has just come out with a new nuclear reactor that's whisper-safe and whisper-clean, and I think that they're talking about making small units for the homes. So... I think the technology is right around the corner to help us all. But this is to have enough power and electricity and to have it affordable. That's just, I can't think of a, of a, of a better gift from the heavens. Yeah. And let, let's get back uh, to, to computers and the focus of the show and uh, smart devices. You know, batteries are, are, have gotten a lot better, but nevertheless they fail. And I told this story a few weeks ago on the program I had a laptop, it's a little bit older, but was working just fine. But then I ran into a problem with the battery, and the battery started to swell. And that's relatively common as well. So it isn't foolproof technology, and as, as you pointed out, they need to be swapped out. Um, a, a guy I work with happens to be uh, my boss. Uh, you know, his battery swelled to the point where it, it almost destroyed his computer. Yeah. I've actually had a couple of uh, MacBook Pros where the battery, they, they talk about them exploding. They don't actually explode like a bomb, but I've had them actually take the monitor when they were closed. They, they swell that big, and they bend the frames, and 
If you start to notice that with a laptop, especially the the thin ones, you got to get that in for service right away. It could be hours before it just pops, and they and they pop. It's uh, and that's I think indicative of the lithium. Uh, we don't see it often. I've seen maybe three computers do this in in my time repairing. Uh, but when it happens, it can take a whole machine, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, quick break. We'll come back. Um, we we did get an answer on texting from your computer. I've never used it. it it's called the Text Free app. So I, there you go. I'll actually, have to check it out. Yeah, I actually did a Google, and I saw one here that um, that came back as as recent as May twentieth. Eight ways to send text from your computer. And I'm going to review that a little bit more, too, in, during the break. Yeah, and like I say, I, I haven't done it. I've thought about it, but, you know, generally my phone is so handy, I just grab the phone and send the text. 220, quick break, Tech Talk continues. Here's the number if you want to call, 651-461-9226. And you'll visit with uh, Carrie Clatt, who is our producer, and she'll put you through. Or you can text right into the studio. At 651-461-9226. Here on News Talk, E3LWCCO. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swin Hart is joining us. If you uh, have a problem with your computer, hardware, or software, or whatever, feel free to call the program or text us, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226 is uh, the number and let's go to the phone lines. Hopefully, Lawrence is still there. Lawrence, you're on the air with Doug. Hey, I'm here. Thank you. Uh, Doug, you talked about the, I think it's the fourth generation nuclear reactor. And, if, boy, if that takes off over here in North America, that is a great thing. The reason I'm calling is, uh, Doug, I'm going to hang up and listen. If you've been following it, you need the proposed legislation coming out of Congress, uh, primarily focused on big tech, which, you know, my bias is I think it's, overboard i'd really like to hear your thoughts so thanks guys good program always good to hear from you all right very I'd, good lawrence i'd like to know more about that i think he's talking about something i'm not aware of i i know that there's some movements happening um it's um i what i've been really watching is the the larger companies and how they are combining in the background i i don't know if that's what he's referring to or but there's Finally, I think we're going to see some um, some some legislation come down the pike here. Well, and I I think when when it comes to social media and and big tech, you know they have a tremendous amount of influence. And really, the question is is should it be regulated? Who's going to regulate it? How is it going to be regulated? Because there's all this talk about some social media platforms. They're saying, well, they're limiting free speech. But they are ultimately private enterprises. And, and do they have the right to limit that? And, the, and that's where it gets, uh, you know, where, where and when does the government in, get involved in instances like social media and tech? But once again, these tech companies have tremendous influence. You look at the size of Facebook or what is it now, Meta or, or, or Google. Um, oh. we, we talked about Microsoft at the top and how big big they are. I mean, these, these are gigantic corporations that have a tremendous influence. And our society now, modern society, relies heavily on these companies. Well, and you know, the whole thought of the Internet was to keep it free, to keep it open. And there's 
there's a real balancing act to be done here. And it's way above my pay grade, Steve. Yeah, for sure. I, I just I just can't begin to fathom where that balance is. It, it, you don't want to stifle people. At the same time, you don't want five million people screaming fire in a in a in a closed theater. It's it's a and big tech especially. I agree. I think what you have to do is somehow when it comes to big tech, whatever they're saying or whatever they're promoting, it must be transparent and they must be held accountable. You can't say, well, we can do this and this and this and this, and then later say, oh, that's just sales fluff. That's just the way it is. You know, it's all right. We didn't really tell you the truth. Read your contract. That's 800 pages. I think that needs to be dealt with as well. But as far as the the, the freedom of speech thing, that's going to be an ongoing thing, I think, It'll outlive all of us, in my opinion. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that, that debate will go in perpetuity on who regulates, who, who decides what's acceptable, who decides what's not acceptable. But then beyond that, and, and I think Facebook has been maybe the lightning rod, now meta, and, and how they use people's data and the, the privacy associated with it. And, and I think that's something, and we've talked about it for years on the program, Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, all of this stuff is still the Wild West. We we still haven't sorted out what's right, what's fair, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. I mean, that that's still all happening on the fly. Oh yeah, who's going to be the decider? Yeah, that 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 is that is exactly right. Who's going to be the arbiter of of what's right Oof. and what's wrong? Two twenty nine here. Uh, let, let's get into browsers real quick from our text line. Uh, are the browsers that advertise that uh, they don't follow your searches, are those okay to use? People might be referring to DuckDuckGo. There's a big push that, you know, what you do online is none of our business, to borrow a, a, a line from a DuckDuckGo ad. Um, are they okay to use? What do you think about uh, the, these particular browsers? And, and I think people are getting browsers and search engines confused, but help us sort that out real quick. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, you really need to be using multiple search engines just like you need to use multiple browsers. Now, the flip side to this, Google is a prime example. They, I think that they might go too far with how they distribute our information. But as far as an advantage for a user, just in my example, if I sit down at a computer and I, and I log into my Gmail account, and I use that particular browser to run a Google search, and I start doing something technical, this thing has down pat what my language skills are, what my educational skills are, and it just feeds me the exact information I need, usually in the first three or four results that I'm searching for. So there are some serious advantages to actually letting the artificial intelligence, if you will, take control. Flip side. And this is the part that bothers me. If I drive into a parking lot and I'm going to go to the grocery store and there happens to be, I hate to use the term McDonald's, but if I drive by a McDonald's and all of a sudden on my smartphone and wants to know how my meal was at McDonald's, yeah. th- that's not good. That, they're, they're spreading that information all over. I don't care for that. Or if I happen to run a search for a new mattress, well, five months after I've got a new mattress purchased, I'm still getting tons of email spam trying to sell me a mattress. I don't care for that either. There's got to be a way to shut it off or turn it down or tone it down somehow. 
Here again, there's things that are just completely out of whack. Start out good, and by the by, motivating for dollars or whatever, they become almost corrupt. Yeah, uh, it, it is uh, it is a gigantic issue, uh, for sure. Uh, but but once again, uh, browsers we we talked about those uh, search engines like DuckDuckGo perfectly safe. Um, you know you're you're not going to run into you're not going to run into any problems with those. Oh no, goodness no! Yeah, DuckDuckGo is a great search engine and it's growing by leaps and bounds now, especially with the privacy thing. I think that the majority of searches that you run on a, on DuckDuckGo will give you ample information. And DuckDuckGo is set up in such a way to where already my DuckDuckGo account is already starting to keep track of what I do and how I do it. And it's reacting almost the same way and still keeping my data private. I like that. All right, quick break. We've got to get the weather in. We'll be back with uh, Tech Talk with Doug Swindahart today. Here's his number, 651 Nine two two six here on a Saturday News Talk eight three zero WCCO. It is. Te- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk with Doug. It is a breezy Saturday, final Saturday of spring, officially. Longest day of the year coming up, and then summer begins and the heat's going to settle in we'll have more on that a little bit later on in the show and, and talk more about that back to the 50s weekend and if you want to talk computers right now doug's the man 651-461-9226 651-461-9226 uh here's one recently i had a windows 10 update uh, privacy settings were all turned on or open. Have you heard of that? Uh, yes, that's um, that, that's really unique, though, that they were all on. I would think that I'd be looking for that computer. I'd be checking for malware or some type of script or some type of, um, of an automatic program that went in and, and did a lot of things that it shouldn't. 
that uh, that should not happen. Yeah, and Doug, it's one of those when uh, you, you do. What is your stance and updates at the moment on Windows 10? Take them all, or take what you need. I mean, that, for for a novice user, someone who's not super familiar, that can get really confusing on what updates to take. It, it can. I I always suggest to people that that you take the security updates. Be real, real cautious with driver updates that are coming from Microsoft. And feature updates, it's kind of a toss-up. I really don't do too much with feature updates as well. Well, but then at the same time, um, Windows 10 just came out with their update four days ago, and it actually addressed 60 security vulnerabilities. 60. So those security updates, those were very, very important. I think that people need to be aware of what a security update is, a feature update, and just the, the, the actual optionals for the, for the drivers. Um, my computer now, where I got Windows 10 on, it's told me I've needed drivers for the past year and a half, and it's running fine. I, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Don't confuse your computer if you don't need to. That's, my, that's just my opinion. What about uh, some of the older operating systems? Where do we stand at the moment on those? Do, do people need to be concerned, say, they, they still have Windows 8 uh, or, or even Windows 7? What, what are I, your thoughts there? I think both of the Windows 7 has um, really become to, a, I think, a point of really being vulnerable. Uh, at the same time, if you're smart enough to where you've got uh, a user profile and an admin profile, and you go in and you and you're not don't have it on the network at all internal, and you shut off client for Microsoft and shut off file and print sharing, and it's a basic user profile. You're safe. You're you're good to go. And the same thing applies with updates in Windows 8, and still Vista still hanging out as security updates only. And just don't get too carried away. I think that a lot of times that uh, the updates will confuse the operating system, sometimes even more than malware. So it's um it's a good thing to be conscious of, and if you're going to do a little learning about computers, that's a perfect place to start. Tech Talk with Doug, the number again, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. This has been a hot topic as of late. I, I maybe got it started but the 5G home internet, uh, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, uh, it, it seems like T-Mobile is maybe the heaviest promoter of this. We continue to hear good things about it if it's available in your neighborhood. That is a big if. You have to check on it. But, but Doug, all the reports I'm hearing, this stuff really works. You know, the internet that you get on your 5G phone it's phenomenally fast. I mean, it's really good. It's just rock solid stable. I think it's if you've got a 5G phone and you can consistently have 5G running on that phone and you've got plenty of bars, I think you can have it from any provider at this point. This is going to be big, going to be huge. And I know for sure that uh, Xfinity is concerned with this and CenturyLink is concerned with this. If it wasn't a big deal, they wouldn't be concerned. And now, once again, you get an appliance. I would assume you got to plug it into the wall, and then it receives 5G cellular signals 
and converts that into Wi-Fi to run your smart TV or your laptop or, or whatever you want to use Internet for in your home. So it, it is very interesting, but we, we have been talking about it now uh, for weeks on the program, and we continue to get good reports where it's available. Now, in my neighborhood, it is not available. I've checked all the big carriers and not yet. And I, I'm not going to hold my breath at this point in time, and it's not like I'm, I'm in a spot where I need it, but it could become a very good option and so far very affordable. Yeah, you know, I've got to admit, Steve, that I thought that 5G was being released way early. I've completely changed my stance on this. This is, they rolled this out, and it, it's running. It's working. And I, I think it's much better coverage than I had anticipated, at least for my phone. I can't seem to hardly go anywhere where my phone isn't saying 5G, and everything's just cruising right along. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. All right, quick break. We'll come back with more here on Tech Talk. Uh, we've got uh, problems with uh, Logitech webcam. We'll get into that. An iPhone that is, a screen continues to freeze up. And if you spill water on your laptop, now what? We'll get into all of that with Doug here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Tech Talk, Doug Swindahart. Saturday is 2 to 3 when our sports schedules permit. Uh, I will be off next Saturday. Alan Horton sitting in uh, between 2 and the start of the Twins coverage at 5.30. Uh, Doug will have next Saturday off as well. So enjoy the day off next Saturday, Doug. Uh, I'm going to take next Saturday off. I think Kerry Klatt will be here, our producer. But, hey, Doug, um, let's uh, get back to our text line. Uh, Let's start with uh, if you spill water on your laptop. What do you do? Is it repairable? Should be. It really depends on where it got to, how long you... It, first thing, don't turn it on until you got to dry it out for sure. Shut it off, unplug it, take the battery out. Sometimes if you can get them apart, that's absolutely the best and make sure they're dry. The A lot of phones, you know, you can actually put into a bag of rice and leave for several days. If it's a small computer, you could probably do that on a laptop or a 12-inch or something like that. Uh, you're, you should be okay unless it gets damaged. I've seen where water has hit a couple of Macs, and they're gone. I've seen Macs that I had one Mac guy dropped in a pool, brought it over, and I dried it out, fired it up. It seemed to be just fine, ran for years. Dropped it, it in a pool. Dropped it right in the pool. The whole thing was completely drenched. <laughs> and, I, and I looked at my you know, I said, I don't have much hope for this. But, you know, the next day I called him and said, come pick it up. It seemed to be running. I, I don't know how long it's going to last, but got it all dried out and rock and roll. So it's, um, it's not as serious as, it, as you think it might be. It really, I think, almost depends on if you had it turned on or not. I, I don't know what all the criteria is. Well, and, and that's why I am such a fan of, you know, the Chromebook. You, you can still get a nice Chromebook for between 200 and $300. Pretty nice display, nice keyboard. I mean, it's not a top-of-the-line display, but here's the thing. If if it gets damaged, you're out 300 bucks, not $2,000 for the top-of-the-line MacBook Pro or you know some of these Windows machines. You can drop a lot of money as well uh, on these. That, that's what I like about the Chromebook model is, is you don't have a lot of your hard-earned money tied up in this hardware. 
Well, and you know, today, people really shouldn't be with just one machine. A Chromebook makes a wonderful backup computer. And I think that for children under, I don't know, what would you say, 12, 13, that absolutely, uh, get them something inexpensive. Just until they can become responsible and maybe have to pay their own or whatever you got to do. But these are great computers for not big dollars. I just can't say enough good things about a Chromebook. I just can't. And I I think that's why they use them so much in schools. Uh, Absolutely. My my wife works for a large public school district, and uh, Chromebooks are the norm. Now, there are some iPads in circulation, et cetera. Uh, Speaking of iPads, uh, can iPads get uh, virus? Can they become infected? Well, anything can, but most of the time with a Mac and a Linux machine, it has to be a script that's run. They're not near as vulnerable as uh, as a Windows machine that is just readily access- accessible by an .exe file or something of that nature. They're much much safer than um, than um, a, an actual Windows environment, and that's been the norm for many many years. So, uh, but there's nothing that is completely 100% secure, uh, zero day secure. It just doesn't exist. Um, and then the webcam. Um, what would cause my Logitech webcam from not working on my Windows 7 machine? It says the drivers are updated, just can't get it to work. Uh, that's bizarre. I've seen where sometimes with Windows 7, and especially the earlier versions of 7, and you think, well, yeah, we've got 7, and you kept us up to date. But there are still different builds that sometimes the plug-and-play will actually add more drivers than needed it will multiply drivers which changes the irqs best thing that i would suggest is to get in this thing and completely delete everything and reinstall it and if you know a little bit about your control panel and you go under system and look in the drivers if you got a driver problem there's going to be like a red x or a yellow exclamation mark a yellow circle with an exclamation mark indicating that there's a driver problem, either possibly an IRQ, an interrupt request, or possibly a, a, a different memory status. But if that thing, plug and play sometimes just took control and it just kept recreating another device when it shouldn't have. And with the Logitech, if you're having some difficulty with a Logitech, I would also be looking to see if, just by plugging it into a different USB port might work. There are times that it tries to install the device every time you change USB ports. That's very common with anything that's that uses a USB. And I hope that helps. Yeah, and the USB, uh, it, it, it's amazing. With, with all the US, I, I like a wired mouse. I, I do. But that cobbles up a USB port. So generally in my bag... I have one of those USB expanders, and that's pretty cool. And it, oh, it's they got really a little are. push button on it, and you know, depending on what you need to plug in or, or operate or charge a phone or whatever, having one of those little expanders, and they are cheap, and they. Work I think very everybody well. should. I think everybody should have one. I got one from Amazon. I paid fourteen dollars for it. It charges things. That it automatically sets itself to the right current. Um, it's got little plugs on each one of the ports. Where I can turn it on and turn it off. Yep, I, I, they're just indispensable. Yeah, just a handy, 
handy little gadget for sure. Hey, Doug, we've got to run. Uh, we're just about out of time. The hour flew by. Uh, we're both going to be off next Saturday. Uh, the Twins play Colorado. Alan Horton's going to be uh, sitting in uh, next Saturday between 2 and Twins time. Doug, what's your phone number and email? Uh, thank you, Steve. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at WCCOTech.com. Admin, A-D-M-I-N, at WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. Enjoy your time off, Steve. Yeah, you as well, Doug. We'll talk to you down the road for sure. You bet. All right, there he is, Doug Swindahart, joining us on Tech Talk. We have all the news. We have all the weather coming up at 3 o'clock. And then uh, we're going to talk about the warm weather a little bit. HVAC in the spotlight. Uh, our friends from KNS Heating and Air Conditioning are going to join us. Uh, how do you stay cool? Coming up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.